0: Yesterday we went biscuiting. you guys call it skiing here, hey? We call it biscuiting in New Zealand, does it make sense? On a round tube, same different things, but they called it ski day and there was no ski, so I'm trying to understand. Biscuiting? when I say they, I mean Troy and Adele, they were very generous with our life hub and we all met at the dam and we went biscuiting. And Troy, I really love you. He says, you've got to go as soon as I got there. And I have um, high adrenaline sometimes when I'm speaking because it's... Uh, anyway, whatever, another topic. Um, so, And I'd had dreams, and so I had a lot of lack of sleep and a lot of stuff the Lord was saying. And so like the last thing I felt like was more adrenaline. <laughs> Troy says, you've got to do it. You've got to get on. You've got to go. And I've literally just landed on the ground for five minutes. And then the next line, which is beautiful from... It might have been Luke, my husband, or someone was... It sounds very peer-pressure. You don't have to do it. But when I looked at Troy in the eyes, and it's an anointing on your life, is, is that he wasn't peer-pressuring me. His desire was for me to know the more. And I found my tribe in him. So I said, OK. I had zero desire. Zero. And I'm not exaggerating. But my OK was in agreement to the spirit in the man. And it was good for me. I had fun. But I honour that spirit in you and your permission to push. It's not peer pressure. It's a desire for people to know a greater thing and a better thing. For them to find liberty in a place that looks like bondage. It's a good thing to be a pusher. People can learn the muscle to say no. It's okay. So I encourage your leadership. It's great. Where's Ed and Aki? Ed, Aki, I was driving here this morning and I said, Lord... If there's anything you want to say, just do the whole thing, which is normal. But is there anyone in particular? And I saw you two, and I don't fully understand it, but I'll give you what I know. I saw peas in a pod, but I saw your whole family as peas in a pod and the pot had been opened and the peas had tumbled out, which I think is just you've birthed a family, which is wonderful, and you've done it that season. And then I saw it as if it was a rewind and all the peas went back in the pot. And I feel that this year, is um, it's not a rebirth thing. You're going to birth a new ministry this year, and this year is your forming. So you're forming it, and it might feel tight, and it might feel a bit of a squeeze, but it's for your whole family. It's not just for the two of you. And it will bind you together, which I know is a deep desire, and sometimes you can worry that it'll be a friction point, but this is to bind you, and so to look for each other. I think as parents, you bind together, and it's friction to know how to parent, And as couples, you bind together to do your relationship, but sometimes you're separated by work. You think different things for where you work. But this is a binding together on the same thing, so it's another bind. So there's your marriage, your children, and a ministry, and it's three. It'll bind you. I feel like it's a strong bind, and he will open the pod at the right time. But just to trust the friction and the glory of this year and to, to know that there was a feeling of rewind because I think it's been on your heart for a long time and it's almost had to be put aside to do family. And that's okay. And so he's gonna reopen that desire. Does that feel okay? Does that feel right? Yeah. And it won't look like what you've thought, but it still stems from the same desire. And he'll, he'll show you his plan. Um, if anything this year, hold each other's hand and follow the Holy Spirit. Don't let each other go and just follow the Holy Spirit. Don't try and form it or create it or make it happen. He knows how to open doors and he knows how to lead. He's an incredible leader. Yeah? Is that okay?
1: Okay.
0: We've got a week of fasting coming up. I was hoping that there'd be a Mexican wave. Yeah. I see it. It's this way. Down your faces. (laughs) Mexican wave of tears. Yeah, Mexican. Everyone's like, Mexican wave. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, I, every now and then, every year, we at least do two corporate fasts, if you're new. And every now and then, especially for people who are new, they go, oh, why? Is there a reason? What's the corporate fast for? Um, is everything okay? As if there's a massacre happening in another country and we're banding together. Let me tell you, that happens very often. There's massacres. And there should be more reason for us to band together. But actually, fasting is a lifestyle. That's what Jesus did, encouraged us to do. I've taught a lot on fasting, you can go into our YouTube links and find it and there's a fact sheet that we'll have printed out for you at the back if you're new to fasting. So when I say we're corporate fasting, we're just doing together what we do regularly anyway, on our own. Yes? Or maybe that would ignite the lifestyle. Is that okay? Fasting for me is a lifestyle. It hasn't always been, I just realised that the mundane thing is what he loves. And the sacrifice is what he loves, so I don't choose my worship. I'm obedient to worship. I don't give him the kind of worship that's comfortable for me. I give him the kind of worship that he's worthy of, and we will never meet that mark. But boy, I want to be willing. So fasting is a lifestyle. And so then when we corporately fast, we're just doing the unity part. We're doing togetherness in our love for him. It's really simple. Not complicated, there's no panic behind it, there's not some huge thing we're trying to save. But in doing it, many things are saved. Isn't that great? So, we're going to do a fast, and I felt this year, I spoke a bit on it at Greenhouse. Oh, like, I'm liking Greenhouse. Um, this year, I might be in and out. We're, we're stuttering, well, we've been on the process of a fostering journey. Hi, Raymond. And um, the doors are now opening. We've been permitted, so we're having children put before us and we're just listening to Holy Spirit on the right ones. So I'll be here and then I won't be here for a bit, and that's good. That's obedience. Um, And so uh, I feel the Lord's pressing on a topic because he wants it to be heard before I go. Is that okay? It's not about me. It's about timing and... I feel it's for this year, it's for our lives, but I think some things need to be washed, some things need to be activated, some things need to be learned. I often feel when I speak on a Sunday that for some people this is milk and for some people this is meat and it's hard to gauge. So I just pray a real grace over the room to receive it as it should be for you. (laughs) It's no expectation of understanding, the Lord teaches us. Yeah. Father, we just wash off all distraction this morning. And that's not the children, let them speak. Lord, I mean distraction of stuff that's happened before the service. Um, All thought patterns that have come against the move of your spirit this morning. All emotional triggering that's come in collision with the move of your spirit this morning. We surrender them today. We call you Lord and we desire you more. And so we surrender these things to you. Not because they don't matter, they matter to you deeply. Our hearts and our mental health, they matter to you so deeply. The cares and the concerns, they matter to you. And so we give them to you, Jesus. Just wash our ears and our eyes, Lord. Wash our hearts. Lord, we just come against any spirit of religion and witchcraft that would want to cause confusion. I just pray right now that even where that's had a landing place, that you would crush it with your love right now. That out of it would pour new wine. Turn it for good, Jesus. Let everything that's been bubbling and busy, we just pray for a stillness. Jesus, teach us today, if anything, teach us to be still before you. Teach us the art of listening. Teach us to be willing to be still and to recognize what is in chaos and what we can hand over and what we can refuse. Teach us stillness today. God, if stillness requires a yell from our very being, let it be. If it requires a groan, if it requires laughter or silence, we just say, yes, we don't dictate what becoming still and being still should be. We just trust your spirit. We just release that bind, that stronghold. We just release our hands off it, where it's tried to reach through and we've agreed with it, of things must look this way. Things must feel this way if it's Jesus. Things must be this way if it's righteous. We just we give you permission to, to know more than us and to be bigger than us. To come however you want to come, to unnumb whatever you want to unnumb. Acts 2. reading from the passion translation on the day that Pentecost was fulfilled all the disciples were gathered in one place suddenly they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm the roar of the wind was so overpowering it was all anyone could bear Then all at once a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them, and they were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never learned. We know this section of Scripture, yeah? Can we try and know it some more? Are you open to knowing it more? Yeah. Okay. On the day that Pentecost was being fulfilled, so Pentecost was one of the main feasts of Israel. It means 50th. It was derived from the word Pentecostos, which means 50th. We're on 3050 Road. I think it's interesting. 13 of 50 Road. This is 50 Road that we, this place dwells on. It means 50th. And since it was held on the 50th day after the Passover Sabbath, it was also known as the Feast of Harvest. Interesting. All the disciples were gathered in one place. Okay? There's even talk of, was it an upper room or the temple? But they were gathered in one place. So the Holy Spirit came on a gathering of people. So gathering is a good thing to Holy Spirit. Yeah? This is good, we're just learning. I'm so like, okay, I'm the have your secret place, have your intimacy with Jesus woman. You need to know this is me speaking, private life. And I'm like, they were all gathered in one place. Cool, well, then gathering must be really important. So yep, you. Yep. Suddenly, they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind. I'm just looking at footnotes. The Aramaic can also be translated like the roar of a groaning spirit. Dang, wind was a lot easier to hear. So was someone's cell phone. <laughs> the sound of the wind is a lot easier to hear. Listen to me then the groan of the spirit. Can you hear the wind? Can that get turned off? Is that all right? Thank you. Just the sound of it. Do you know how to mute it? Can someone help you? There's a mute. Can someone help it with the mute? Thank you. You're so welcome to use it for notes. Just mute it. Um, There's a sound of a wind. Can you hear it? I'm here. Can you hear it? I'm here. I'm going to stick on this because the distraction is so, so big when it comes to us being still for Jesus. So I'm going to seem a bit persistent on something very basic, it's called listening. I'm here. The sound of the wind. Can you hear a sound of a wind? Imagine. Yeah? Can you hear a groaning of the Spirit? Does it make you uncomfortable? Ask yourself honestly. If I were in a room and I heard the wind of the Spirit, I think I'd be okay. If I heard the groan, not so much. Because wind seems happy, powerful. Groan seems, it's got more emotions. Dang. Where do Christians use emotions? So, the sound of the wind was like a groan. Who hears like, oh, I don't groan. Like, there's intercession, it's just not my thing. I'm a peaceful prayer person. Oh man, I once had a really amazing time corporately leading a uh, burning once in the evening at our old building. It was so powerful and, and it sucks to be you, but the seer in me sees stuff. And so it doesn't suck to be you, it's a blessing. Just take that out of the ground. Pull it out, Jesus. Um, so. There's some rigidity in the room, but I don't know them. They're not from our community. But then I walked past at the end and and someone next to them was like, thank you so much. And I said, wasn't it amazing? Because for me, I'm experiencing something new just like everybody else. So I'm like, wasn't it great? And then that person was like, well, I don't know. I, I I find Jesus through peace. That's how we relate. And I thought, wow, I'm so glad you dictate how that goes. So do you find Jesus through the way that you connect because of your personality type or do you find Jesus according to your comfort level? Or I've been here before so I'm good here. Yep. So did any of these disciples who've walked with Jesus know what it meant to have the spirit move like that and then a roar that sounded like a groan happen? No. So does it go beyond what they've known? rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. Yay. So suddenly awareness of the heavenly realm. Who feels aware of the heavenly realm? Who feels that they're always aware of the heavenly realm? Cool. Let's keep going. I'm going to bring this more. The roar of the wind was so overpowering. The roar. This year is called the year of the roar and from numbers even biblically it's described as the year of the roar the roar of the wind so now we've gone from a blast which actually sounds like a groan to what they now describe as a roar Mm -mm. Mm -mm. switch on don't do that thing where you're like this is about spirit stuff and i'm a theologian don't do that stop 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 don't do that i'm kind of an admin person not a feeling person stop the Spirit came for us. Your journey with Jesus is to learn how to walk with the Spirit. Number one, to love him is to walk with him. You are a spirit being. We talked about it on Friday. Do you know what, do you know what it is to know the Holy Spirit? Yeah, we talked about it on Friday. We, we were like, oh, Holy Spirit, like this being thing. And the Bible talks about him as a person. I'm going to come back to this, so keep that slide comes back he's a person, he's a presence, he's our portion we've heard him as a person, but it doesn't actually say that biblically, but it describes his attributes. he feels he hears he's grieved, he's your helpmate, same description of Eve, woman, helpmate before you wisdom then then we get the the dove thing, which I love, and it makes sense, but it can make not make sense for some of us who are like. How do you host the dove while you're in a rush at the shopping centre? Like, it can be a bit too much for your literal brain, but that's actually called a quietening thing, when you come slow enough to listen. That's the dove part. You don't have to be so quiet. Like, you can be in the middle of a lot of noise. It's you quietening to hear. And it takes the sensitivity as if it's that gentle. But he's not frolicky, panicky. It's just you'll stop hearing him if you get all chaotic yourself. All right? But the Holy Spirit is also what holds the whole world together. And I think what we've lost in the journey of becoming Christian and encountering God is we haven't recognized that God was fully man, and in being fully man he was flesh, and so the body is actually really holy. This, what you can see, it's very holy. He also made the earth, it's very holy. And so we separate stuff in body, soul, spirit and I'm just having a spiritual time with the Lord and I've just got to leave my heart behind and my flesh. That's why we don't dance much because you leave your body behind or whatever. Whatever. Oh, this church is going to be dancing people one day. I can see it. And I don't don't even know how to dance. I'm just saying. (laughs) They, in science, haven't found that thing At the end of the the atoms and all the other tiny drops and dots of what actually holds the human body together, they haven't found that final power that holds and sustains everything together. And that power is the Holy Spirit. Your whole body stays in complete form because of the Holy Spirit. That's why it's so good to give him the sacrifice of your body. To let the Spirit actually move however he wants to move is to say, and my body, that you hold all together. I recognize that it's you. Have it. Yeah? All those feelings that you have, the more healing that you have, the more you can hear him accurately. Because we, once we enter the spirit we, realm, the heavenly realm, we enter lots of spirits talking. <laughs> no, it's true. And that's where they get the vain imaginings and all that stuff because you end up hearing everything sometimes, not just the Holy Spirit. That's why we have the word and we have the people. Oh, my goodness, there's so much to learn about the Holy Spirit. But let's go back to this. Good, the roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. Hmm. Who comes to Jesus and says, I'm carrying everything that I can bear, but your yoke is light, so I give you all that I can bear, and then you spend time with Jesus and you feel him more than you can bear. Are you willing to? Have you got trauma related to loads you've carried in the past? Are you willing for the presence to come in a way that it's more than you can bear? Is it okay for your heart to break over the things that break Jesus' heart? Or have you broken too many times that you're not going there? How many things, you know, what's that song that Annie is, um There's nothing stands between us except for all my junk and my inner vows and everything that I want to keep here in case you want to do something. Nothing stands between us except for my no because I'm a bit scared and I don't understand these things. But nothing stands between us. It's all your fault. You're not moving. You're not doing anything. I'm just going to hold on to these things that make me comfortable and you don't move so that's why I find it hard to sing this song because you're actually really absent. Nothing stands between us. On his end, nothing. Death, right in there, life. And have heaven as a down payment through the Holy Spirit, have it. Nothing stands between us. Me, oh, you suck. You didn't answer when I asked you that question. ah, uh, no, a little bit out of my comfort zone, I might look like an idiot. I might not earn the amount that I wanted to earn. I might not get to eat what I wanted to eat. I might not get to live the way I wanted to live. I might not earn the trophies I wanted to get. But nothing stands between us. It's interesting that Jesus' first words to his disciples were, follow me. The nothing stands between us is on our end. I want you more than I can bear. Ah! All these things are possible because he's good. So if you struggle with the concept of him being good, A, that's a life journey because we think we understand what good means and we determine what love means and we determine what kind means. We determine what fathering means. We determine what shepherd means. We all do it with our own understanding and brokenness and in of ours. But if we recognize that He is good and even that word comes into a faith bucket, then we get to explore and discover what it is to truly be living in the Spirit with Jesus. Learning heavenly things. Any restriction, our end. Oh, but we'll be deceived. Possibly. But He's the keeper. So if you surrender and say, Please Jesus, just don't let me be deceived. He will pull you in. He will find you and pull you in, and unto a good story. Yikes! It won't all be fun. Probably not. I don't think it was always fun for Peter when he hung upside down on a cross. Don't think it was fun for most of the disciples. It wasn't what you put your hand up for when you said, I'll follow Jesus. It was for truth was for the kingdom, not my kingdom. Then all at once a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. Before their eyes. Oh, here we go. So does that mean that they saw it? Oh. Does that mean that they saw it? All of them. So though they called apostles, they could see? Now track with me here. All of them could see. Good. So not just profit, people see. Okay? Not just people with their senses all like super into spiritual things and, and like came out of New Age and then became Christians. Actually just fishermen could see. Yeah. Tax collectors could see. So if you're a great administrator, you can still see. Yeah. For all people. Yeah. Not for all people and some who are fortunate with a gift get to encounter him that way for all people for all people to see yes he doesn't leave us poor he doesn't leave us poor poor in spirit is a longing we're not poor of the holy spirit we can see him if we look look to see listen to hear reach to touch follow to be near. Do you understand? Are you hearing me? Yes. It's a relationship. A fire befe- appeared before their eyes. It's separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. Engulfed. Good Lord, are we okay with being engulfed with a flicker of fire? What will people think of us? <laughs> are we okay with being engulfed? Do we want to be engulfed? If we don't, what are we after? If we don't want to be engulfed by the fire of God, what are we in it for? Have we come to a theology that helps us understand why we don't encounter him, where it's like, oh, I meet him through the word. Yeah, he doesn't come on my senses that way. I meet him through the word, and I'm okay with that. I love the word. I meet him through the word too. Because I hear. Yes? So, so if you're um, satisfied with how you meet him, does that feel good too? Are we satisfied or do you want to know him more? These are questions I'd like to ask. How often in your times of life have discussions, friendship discussions, mateships, Biscuiting out on the water, do you go, hey, what have you seen Jesus do today? Because he's our best friend, right? So why is that not our topic? Yeah? What was the dream that he told you last night? What, what happened? What are you going to do with that? Do you feel the Holy Spirit now while we're walking under these trees? Are these questions we talk about as friends who are friends because we agree that Jesus is beautiful and because he's so beautiful he enables us to be friends? Like is our friendship glorifying the one who enables us to be friends? So they were engulfed with flames of fire, tongues, great, why not? All you feely people, Ooh. They were all filled, filled. Filled. only other time I feel filled is if I eat something, right? Filled, I'm I'm filled. Does that make sense? They were all filled. Drink a lot of water, maybe you feel filled. Have a good hug with a friend, you feel filled. Do you understand the word filled? They were all filled. Do you feel filled with Jesus? They were all filled. And equipped. Mm. Okay. Equipped. So filled means filled inwardly. This is the footnotes. And then the other word they give is pletho, which means filled outwardly. Also called furnished. Or equipped. Clothed. It's like when you get a and b and it's fully furnished. You don't have to bring anything with you, yeah? So you're filled, and you're functional. You're filled, and you're able to host. You're filled, and you're able to have and house. Yes? You have tools. And they were inspired... Uh Uh-oh. Do you know what that word inspired actually means? It means to ring out a bell. See, I didn't hear that when I read inspired. Ring out a bell. We do that when we call people in sometimes when the talking's going too long. ling a ling a ling ling a ling Ring out a bell. Do you like the sound of bells in your ears? Who likes quiet times with Jesus? Good. Who likes noisy times with Jesus? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of harder to surrender to noise This is so good. If you struggle with noise, you probably struggle with chaos, and so one of them has to die. Chaos needs to be surrendered so that you can receive the sound of heaven because your pursuit now is silence, not Jesus, okay? Surrender, chaos, busyness, loudness, possibly any trauma you've had from someone yelling or being dominant or controlling, healing for those things because when the lord speaks who is fire he's very kind but he can also be very direct who's very gentle but can also be very loud but the root of his mannerism just like me interpreting troy if you hear the spirit of a person it's very beautiful do you know the spirit enough that he can talk in any way and it doesn't offend you Are we okay with this topic? Yes. I'm just going like to light as many things on fire before I go, is that okay? Like absolute bushfire of like, oh dear Jesus. Good? Okay. They were inspired. Ring like a bell. Carried along. That means it went ahead of them and you just got caught up in it. Yay! You didn't have control. They were inspired to speak in tongues. You did not actually feel a sense of control in the matter. It just led you. Empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never heard. Alright. So, the Holy Spirit, person, power, portion, presence. To encounter the Holy Spirit, I've just read that. This is the first encounter of the Holy Spirit. Could mean that a huge groan happens, a lot of wind. (laughs) Pardon me. Um, Hey. If you want a really lovely, dignified encounter with Jesus, this might not happen since it didn't happen for them. Large groan, lots of wind sounds, a fire comes before their eyes, suddenly they can see, so they can hear, they can see, they get engulfed, so now they can feel, it's all-consuming, and then they become empowered, filled, wonderful, I want that, that part I want, and then suddenly compelled to speak a whole lot of goobly gook. Right. Well, yielding looks fun. So I'm just wondering if the Christian journey for you is like Father, Son, and then Holy Spirit down here, because at least in that order, there's a composure to my life of healing. It's like really kind and good, and then lots of love and fellowship and friendship, and then I don't have to do the undignified part or the surrender part. It kind of comes on my terms. There's something about following the Holy Spirit that is 100% his terms. And if we can recognize and hear him, I think we wouldn't belittle his every move. Remember how I said that he's like the power that holds your whole being together? And often in the past, I've talked about deep intimacy, but also deep lordship. And you remember the God who created created the, the stratosphere, like this huge creator God. So when you're standing with him in the shops or here or in your quiet time and you feel just that little bit of a tangible presence of God, do you know what I think some of the Pentecostal reality is? Oh, that, yeah, I know that one. And then we carry on with our day. Oh, yeah, his presence, yeah, I felt that weight on my hands too. Yep, carry on with our day. We've minimised feeling him. God of the universe gentle nudge and we've actually minimised it oh to that, yep, yep, I'll get back to that oh that was nice and we carry on but if we thought that he was God we would give glory to what it is and suddenly when you give glory to what it is you become small and the presence becomes great and the thickness increases and all the things that you were listening to and interested in in that moment dissolve but you're the one that I desire, you're all that I want it's a great thing and yet if you sense him in a room, are you willing to yield to that moment and give glory and honor to that moment even though it's a feeling? There's a washing of our eyes and our ears and our feelers that needs to happen and an honor given back to the way we are designed to encounter Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And that should be primary, not small. I don't really know how to do my relationship with Jesus without encounter. I've had times where I don't feel I can feel him, but if I look, I see. Some things might go quiet, but it's to tell me what's gone numb. It's still a communication. Something might seem black. That's not his silence, it's a communication. So I know, "Mm, something's not right here on my end and he wants me to know. He's turned my face and gone, see this hole? I wanna move in there, can you let me? And we sit there going, it's so dark and he just doesn't talk anymore. Have we missed the person who's talking? The good man. The glorious man who's talking. Have we missed him somewhere in this? When did it become about our understanding? When did it become about our cheap, rebellious, flippant style of love? When was it ever about that? When was his standard that? When did his standard ever become, I'll chat to you when I feel like it. When did his love ever become when you figure it out, we'll have a conversation? When? When was that God who designed and made us, when was he that selfish? Nothing stands between us. Except for you. You don't do it the way I want. Can you hear your voice? Can you hear it? Because I can hear it. I can hear it in the room and I'm sure as heck heard it my whole life in my journey with the Lord. My biggest thing was my bitterness. At least own that it's your bitterness. At least own it. And then go, oh my gosh, he's smiling at me in this moment while I own it. And thinking, yes, my baba, let's go have a, let's go have a hug about that one. Like the God who was never offended with you is just keen to carry you closer and closer to him. The way we recognize the Holy Spirit is through our receptors. The way we recognize the Holy Spirit is through our senses. So if you want to know Jesus and you're not willing to sense, hear, feel, no, touch. Well, there we go. You've already dictated how it's gonna go and it's gonna fall short of the glory. but as a human being who enjoys other human beings temporarily (laughs) no enjoys other human beings um, I enjoy being hugged and I enjoy looking at someone in the eyes when I'm talking to them and I enjoy laughing and seeing them laugh so does Holy Spirit His down payment is enough for you to feel hugged by Him for you to feel seen by Him for you to feel held, lifted, led. It's not that small. It's not that small. He's not that unkind. He's not dragging you with a little carrot, saying, come on, walk the pilgrim journey until you get to heaven, then you get to eat the carrot. He's not that kind of God. He's like, banquet! Are you full? Not Another banquet! <laughs> Are you full? Another banquet! Let's have another one! You want to come to me? Have another one! He's the banquet, dad. He's like, never will you starve. I'll always put a roof over your head. In we go, oh, practical, good. I'll always have finances for my life. I'll always have a house. I'll have faith for these things. Not will my heart have its needs met. Is he enough to meet the needs of your heart? No, 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 the God who created human beings is enough to give you finances and a roof over your head, but he won't give you enough in this life to meet the needs of your heart. How cheap have we made him? How ugly have we made him? But I read the words so I won't be deceived. Yeah, we've got a great relationship, me and Jesus, because I read the word. I read the word because it's... Hey, I've moved country a lot of times. This is a nice hair clip. I've moved country a lot of times, and it's very hard to give people my story because it just moves on, and you move on, and how, how do you ask someone what was life like in Africa? I don't, I don't know. There's a painting on my wall, and it really helps because then people remember, oh, you're not Australian. And I'm like, yeah, No, I lived in that house that actually exists on a street in Botswana, a place you'll never go to. But I was there. Holy Spirit was there. So I've got a lifelong friend that none of you can compete with. Sucks, right? Wonderful! That's what the Holy Spirit is. He's the friend from conception. till the day that I die, you may come and go according to his will. But I have a friend who has known the opening and closing of my eyes my whole life. That's the friend I want to be most connected to. Do you know what? Bible is his painting on a wall that I get to look at and go, what happened there? And he gets to have a friend in me. Oh, that happened there. That was your thought when you created the universe. Really? Wow. He gets to have a smidgen of a friend like he is in me. I love theology, but seriously, stuff theology. Stuff theology if it robs you from a connection with Jesus. Stuff it if it puts a box around the glory of his spirit. That Bible is his story. And yes, it stops me from being deceived. Yes, it reveals every other spirit. And by golly, it reminds me of his greatness, which I need. Because he's so kind to come to me like a man. Often, the conversation is just man to man. But when he falls, and when he pours out, and when he roars, I'm reminded, oh yeah, you're God. But I was made for this too. I was made for glory realms. My body is actually rejuvenated and made for the swirl and the power and the glitter and the smoke and the fire and by golly, Lord, don't let me be like the rest of the Hebrews who just watched Moses go in there. I'm in there too, it's good for me. It's good for my body, it's good for my mind to be shattered again and realize I don't understand you one jot. I have not learned a thing. Good on you, be God. Let it humble us daily. I think we've become too great in our own mind if we can't accept the glory. Tissues, as usual. Hi, ride. Is it Riot? Yeah. So... Time. great I love that so I back up following the Holy Spirit which is a sensation and an encounter with my knowledge and my understanding so that's why we love the word that's why we love extra equipping with Elijah House, with cross-cultural courses with learning other religions it's actually really helpful don't go preaching to an African nation and not understand animism for goodness sake it's more confusion, it's just another power they have many learn we need knowledge underneath it's like the holy spirit came and equipped them and yet they were discipled by jesus for three years and then they became equippers what's the point of being an equipper if the holy spirit can do it we need the holy spirit and then we need to be equipped more (laughs) all the time learning so it undergirds so we sense and then we keep learning we use the tools and then we get our heart healed because with every sense there's a response it's usually panic or fear or, heck no, or um, sometimes it's just that you just don't feel good in the vows there or just, I cannot do that again. Especially grief, multiple griever. Just get that healed and that can take as long as it takes. And then when the Lord wants to let you know what grieves his heart, it doesn't cause you trauma. And you don't get stuck in it. And you can discern it's him, not you. It's really important to get your heart healed. It's your filter. It's really important. We talk about it like it's an inner healing ministry on the side. And I'm like, do you want to know Jesus? Get your heart healed. It's where he lives and it's where he talks. And man, we don't know what we don't know. Have you guys learned the Jahari window? Can you put it up? Augustine said, help me know myself that I might know thee. It's really important to know you because he made you to know him. And so to know yourself helps you know him. And um, Jahari window, I love this when we did communications at uni. So we've got, on the left, there's, these are the four kind of blocks they talk about in the human psyche, heart, what ifs. Depends if you're Christian or non-Christian. Um, so then you know yourself and others know you. There's an arena of you where you know that part about you and others know that part about you. Yeah? I have green eyes. Yes, you do, Rachel. You have green eyes. I know that about you too. So often a lot of physical things, not all, other people know. And then there's inside things that you know about you and other people know. I struggle with patience. Yes, you struggle with patience. Like other people know that, yes? Then we have the other side stuff you don't know but other people do know. So I'm like, I'm good. Fruit of the Spirit of Me is great. And someone's like, wow, she struggles with pride. There we go. There's something that you don't know about yourself but other people do know. And that's why feedback's amazing. It also goes in the category of encouragement. Man kind of feeling average today. Someone else says, man, you shone like a light. It's really good. So there's stuff you don't know about yourself that other people do. Yeah? Then the bottom left, we've got not known to others, but you know. That's when you have a little facade. Yeah, I'm so good. Yeah, life's good. Weeping on the inside. Yeah? Are you tracking with me? And then we have this final corner here. Not known to self. Not known to others. It's the unknown. Whether you like it or not, we have unknown. Now, Holy Spirit knows all things. So he knows the unknown, but we don't know the unknown. And so then we can often live in in avoiding the unknown. But we don't know God. Like, we have ability to know him and we can get to know him, but we can't fully know God. So the only way to know God is to approach the unknown known, which means others might not know and you might not know, and that's the risk you take. Welcome to faith. Yes? You do not know what you don't know. It's the line on my mind this year. You do not know what you don't know. So here's hoping you're exploring unknown on a regular basis because you do not know what you don't know. Listening's so great. I love my husband, but we have this joke because I'd say something helpful. He'd go, I don't know where the lemons are, for example. And I'd say, I'm pretty sure I I saw them in the fridge. I told you last night I put them in there. But before I finish my sentence, he goes, yep. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. What did you think I was saying? And he said, oh, you said that I should go buy some. I said, no, 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 no. So it's just that quick, I already know what you're going to say. Yep. And I was like, okay, really, really helpful if you listen. And I mean it nicely, because you do not know what you don't know. And so you think you know what you know, but it's not what I was saying. And so just the honor of listening means you could learn something you don't know. Vice versa. I I was definitely not a good listener, and then I had a prophetic word. Someone was like, blah, 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 and you need to learn how to listen. And I'm like, wow! (laughs) Love you, Jesus! But it was true. I, I thought I knew everything. It's a beautiful gift of being proud. You really think... You know everything and you think you know it all and because you can see stuff, you really know stuff. Never took it to the Lord in council. You don't know what you don't know. Even when you get a word for someone, there's a possibility that everything you know that you've interpreted from that word still isn't what he's trying to say. You do not know what you don't know. Ask him again, one more time. Give him a bit of your listening ear. Everything that worked well in his wisdom that he told you last year might not be what he wants to do this year. Are you yielded? You do not know what you don't know. But we can trust him, right? Everyone's like, but we don't know him. (laughs) That's that's why we call this faith. Yeah? It's why it's so valuable to say, you are good, good, oh. I love meditating on that. I trust him because he's good. I also trust him because out of the two of us, he knows how to make the cosmos. (laughs) Like if you think about it for a second, who are we that we should think we know better? I don't know if you're gonna tell me that so I'm just gonna do it my way until you really intervene and then I know. The God who made everything and it still is sustained. It's still spinning. That God, I just find it fascinating. It was my story. I was like, no, 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 no. You suck. And then he woke me one morning and said, I woke you this morning. Profound. Eh? profound. And I remember sitting there going, oh. Oh, oh but if I, I'm not right, then that means you're right. This is my conversation. This is what pride people... Pride sounds really normal until you hear it afterwards and you're like, oh, my goodness. It's like, so, so if you're not insane, then, then, then I'm insane. And then you hear the Lord, you know, he just goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> Crack. Yeah. Do you know, all of us right now have deception because <gasps> we're forever coming into the light. And you're like, but I don't want to follow it because what if I'll be deceived? I'm like, you already are. (laughs) Yeah? The safest place we can be is following the Holy Spirit the best way we knew how. Asking others to look in in our lives, being as vulnerable as possible because we don't know what we don't know. Yes? Open. Open and wise. So, because of the time. Nah. So we're going to do a week of fasting. But if you haven't been filled with the Spirit, speaking in tongues, we're going to pray at the end. Because what's the point in yielding if you haven't even received? We're not to do the week of yielding to the Holy Spirit and you haven't even received the Holy Spirit. And it's for you. It's for you now. It's for you now. It's for you now. Nothing stands between us. So if it means that you need to repent of some stuff, that's okay. That's really easy. We can ask for forgiveness and we can let things go. We can do that with you too. Because it's for you now. But it might go above and beyond your comfort zone. Okay? So one of the biggest things you surrender first away is your comfort zone. Just smash that dumb bubble felt it in the worship on Friday. I was like, what's the point of us being missional? Like, walking up to someone you don't know and go, hey, I just feel like the Holy Spirit said something for you. And I can't, do you have a, like, your left elbow, is it sore? And can I pray for healing? Like, how out of your comfort zone is that, right? And yet, we haven't even appropriated out of our comfort zone in our worship. What makes you think you're going to do that if you can't even be uncomfortable for Jesus in our love for him? Like, the safest place... To practice uncomfortable is in the place where everyone's going to be uncomfortable and just love Jesus. Like it's the most comfortable uncomfortable you're ever going to have. So you can practice it. And then when you go out, you're like, oh, uncomfortable, I did that this morning. This is just rolling out of me now. Boom. I don't understand people who are like super missional, but they cannot bow to Jesus. It's weird. Can you yell in a worship time when everyone's quiet? Have you been taught that it all looks the same? Oh man, I've been to some Pentecosty places where, and I love it, I grew up in it, this is all love. But the river is flowing and everyone's joyful and I'm sitting there, just had a baby, and I'm just at the back and the Lord's just hitting me with waves of his glory and I'm weeping, loving it. Like, whoa! And someone comes up and goes, but the, the, the river's here, jump, jump! And I'm like, yeah, the river's here, I'm good. Like, it can be different. But don't tell me I'm good and you're not in it. Don't, don't do that. Just bleh. But it can be different. I encourage it in the prayer room. Someone can be wailing while someone else is laughing with joy. That's really okay. It's a spirit in a man, in all of us. But there are moments where he calls us to unify in a response. There will be times where we all stand and we all, we've done it even in greenhouse, all turn. But then what he tells us to pray out is all different. So there's a yes that's all the same and there's a yes that's very different. So try not to categorize. Just surrender. And then afterwards go, what was he doing? And then learn. Is that all right? Then try and understand and only do what you understand. That's called restriction. It's not called wisdom. All right. So we want to do be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then we want to just agree together that our receivers are just washed and given their permission Because if you want to spend your quiet time, you know, for a mum, two minutes here, half an hour later, whatever, it can be different every day. Permission for it to be different every day. If you want to spend your time with the Lord, why don't you start with your receptors? Have your Bible, have your music, have your bushland, wherever you do it. Start with your senses. Sense Him, because He never leaves. He never leaves. Start with your senses. I have a continual conversation often because the senses pick up something and then I look for that in the word. And then we're reading stuff and that sends me on another journey and then he reminds me it's somewhere else in the word. And you have this beautiful intimacy that comes through the word through many things because your receptors start that conversation. Is that all right? Then we respond, we obey and engage. He's not talking so that you can just have a lovely day. He's talking because he cares about your heart, he cares about your community, he cares about the world. He has a mission. So there's some parts of it where you might just need to change. Transformation might just happen when you spend time with the God who made the cosmos. Is that okay? I figure if you're spending lots of time with Jesus and a year or two later you come out no different, I'm not sure you're in it with Jesus. There we go. Now we know if you were deceived or not. It's just two years of your life. It's okay. There's more. Carry on. Seriously, We take success too big. Our success is finding Jesus. It's just... Just stop with being a glory story for the world to know. Just learn Jesus. All right. I'm aware of the time and people movement. So we have fasting notes at the back, but this is what we're going to do. We'll send out little reminders each day. My encouragement and my ask and my plea is that we start prioritizing... Sensing it and encountering and surrendering to the Holy Spirit. And so the whole theme of the fasting is yielding, which is a huge, huge lifelong journey. So you won't ace it in a week. But it's a beautiful um, section in this book. I think it's chapter 8 by John and Paula Sanford. And he talks about the three realms of the will of God, the good, the acceptable, and the perfect. And the good is all the laws. Whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian you come under the laws of heaven, which is sow and you shall reap. Judge and you'll be judged. They are the laws. That's why non-Christians benefit in some areas. It's just what it is. There are laws and we all have them. That's the good. The acceptable is that we've been accepted by Christ. And that's where most of us live. We live in the acceptance of Jesus. It's okay. We're covered by his mercy. We can get to do another day. We know the acceptable, that we're received into heaven. We've become sons. It doesn't mean that we're following him or obeying him, but we're accepted. Yes? The perfect will of God is that we are yielded and that he moves his finger and we go where he's going. It's kind of not going to (laughs) happen because we are imperfect. Like, we live in the perfect will of God according to his perfection, not ours. But let's say you did do it really well. Hear Hear me out. Let's say you practiced yielding so well, you got into the flow of just learning the Holy Spirit, becoming best friends, and so there was a perfection... In your surrender, it's still not perfect. And do you know why? Because the perfect will of God is that the body surrenders. One man surrendering is nice, but he wants all of us in. So he actually talks about how the perfect will of God is the whole body yielding. So I thought it would be nice for us to give it a go. Just a week. Of everyone in this room saying, yeah, what do you desire? I'll do it. I'll go. I think a lot of us are like, oh no, he's going to send me to China. I'm like, he'll probably say, no, I want you to forgive your dad. <gasps> he's going to make me adopt 70 children. No, I want you to deal with your inner vow of becoming the superhuman saviour of the world. Are you willing to surrender so he can heal you? Are you ready to yield so you can enjoy unity? So we're going to go each day is a yes to. So yes to your light, yes to your love, yes to your lordship, yes to your spirit, yes to your will, yes to your power and yes to your glory. And each day has a sensor, yes to your light, we want to see you. Yes to your love. We want to feel you. That's a tangible thing, not just a heart thing. They're both. Yes to your lordship. We want to taste you. You are good. Taste and see that the Lord is. We want to taste you. It's real. We want to know. Yes to your spirit. We want to know you. That's your little Noah getting louder and louder where you know that spirit in a matter. Yeah? We want to know you. Yes to your will. We want to hear. We hear and we obey. That's how it works. Yes to your will. Your power. Yes to your smell. I can smell them in battle. There's a smell of heaven. There's a smell. There's a whole realm of heaven. We want that roar of the heavenly realm in. We've got to engage with heaven. Yeah? Yes to your smell. And then last one's yes to your glory. And that's where you can say all of me. Because the glory realm is when all those senses are really triggered on. So you're not just a seer. Even if you have strength in seeing, you're a sensor and all of them can be on. Okay? And I can tell you now, as someone who first could see, a picture is a lot more vivid when I can hear it and I can smell it. But I connect with it when I feel it. Is that all right? We need to have a connection with Jesus, so he gave us his spirit. We connect with him emotively, in our minds, valuable, all of that with our touch through the senses. We need to have those engaged. If we turn those off, we're actually not engaging our passion or our human like nature. We're, we're denying the human capacity to be one with Jesus, and he's designed us to be right now. Is that OK? feel like there needs to be a deep hunger for the spirit, not for spiritual things, for the spirit. A real deep hunger for relationship with the spirit, however he wants to come, and a, and a conviction that he is here and that he comes and that I will taste him today. I will feel him today. If I stop, I will hear. That reality that he hasn't abandoned us, we're not orphans. Some of this is all just stuff we need to come out of agreement with and really some of us really seek healing over because it's, it's like a constant blind, stop, blind spot until we come out of those vows or those shutdowns or those strongholds. It's serious, you're missing out. Don't categorize yourself as someone who just doesn't. It's not true, you do. Something stopped you. Okay? So, I really struggle with knowing how to land. <laughs> Help me, pastor. Um, crash landing. Boom, boom. So let's stand and wash And then we're going to get people who need to be filled in tongues To put their hands up And we're going to gather around them Because the body can minister to the body And we're just going to call out a real hunger For the Holy Spirit and permission And if you really struggle with this Can you communicate that Please don't be a rigid board in the room Just say I want this and I don't know how Or I do not want this And then we can pray for you <laughs> Please communicate don't fake it. Yeah, Jordan. Do you want to play keys? Jordan. Yeah. We well, I think we all want just a washing of our senses. Yeah? yeah. I thought Andrew was right on the ball at the end. He says, "And I can see your light in the darkness as the darkness bows to him. I can see. I can hear the roar." In the heavens, there's a space between where's sin. I can feel the ground. He was just calling out the senses in the room. Wasn't that great? They're not descriptive words that we think that's pretty. It's a reality. You can hear, see, and feel that. That's not just for crazy intercessor people, that's for us. We get to be the crazy intercessor people. That's our portion. And the beautiful thing is that all that stuff, when it's Jesus speaking, is so pure and good, it's revitalizing. Oh, Jesus, this is a topic that just reveals so much. I understand that it's a box and it's exploding lots of things, but Papa, if you want to open this, which no doubt you do, no doubt you do, how do we even live knowing you without this box, Jesus? Oh, God. Forgive us for our fears. You know why they're there. You know the roots. You know all the roots. You know the roots of our disconnection. You know the roots of our shame. You know the roots of our fear. You know the roots of our judgments. You know the roots of our spiritual control. You know it all. But we also know that your blood and your body is enough. Great liberator not only forgiving us, but liberating us one by one. We want to own our stuff today. Not so that we sit with our head low, annoyed or ashamed, but that we can hand it to you and say, come and do, come and be. Reveal yourself to us, Jesus. This stuff, it can go. If I can have you, it can go. If I can know you, this stuff can go. Teach us the art of following you, your Holy Spirit. Wash our eyes, unclamp our ears, man such a vivid picture when we were in Greenhouse of like the clamps you put on car wheels and I saw them over ears like no kidding because we are each a vehicle and we need to go because we hear Jesus unclamp our ears unclamp our ears we pray Lord Jesus sorry for where we've parked ourselves in wrong places unclamp our ears Jesus unclamp our ears Wash our hearts, Lord. Minister as you always do. You are milk and honey. Minister, Jesus, to the heart. Minister to where the senses are just raw and done. You know the doors that are open and you know the ones that are shut and you know why. So minister, Jesus. Your timing, your way. Minister, God. purify the knower. Oh, the discerner it's designed to know you Holy Spirit and to recognize the others that fall short oh, clean it out of fear clean it out wake it up out of stubbornness out of resistance, wake it up clean out the Noah, Jesus fill it with desire That Noah just longs for your face. It's looking all the time. It's looking like it looks through a pile of notes, just looking for the true one. Looking for the true one. Lord, just refresh that Noah that it wouldn't be on high alert or high panic. It would just be in fresh delight. Oh, I know you. There you are. Oh, I know you. There you are. Water the Noah, Jesus. Water the Noah. Wash it of fear. wash it. There'd be no cynicism, no criticism in the Noah anymore. No desire for perfection. You are perfect. We just desire you. Just wash the Noah. Because the way you move is actually very messy. It's loud. it's, It's full of really weird things. So wash the Noah. Wash the Noah, Lord. Wash it out of panic. It's not discernment when it's related to fear or self protection. Wash the Noah. Wow, it's loud in the room. Wash the Noah, Jesus. It's been hypervigilant in the wrong stream. Wash the Noah, God. That it would just tap into your rhythm, it would tap into your face, it would tap into your blood. Wash the Noah. Fill that Noah with your kindness. Fill that Noah with your might. It's your might. You're a protective and fierce and powerful God. You're not small and incapable. Trust the Noah to lean into your might, God, to lean into your power, to lean into your strength, God. Yeah. Refresh and wash the nose, God. Wash the nose. Wash the senses, where death abounds, death smells pretty rough, and where there's been death, the nose shuts down, it just shuts. Open our sense to your beauty, open our senses to the smell of your kingdom, to the promised land, just constantly in us and around us. Open our nose, just like a pointer dog, we know where you are, we can see you far beyond. We have hope because we can smell your goodness, we can smell you. It's a hope function to be able to smell again. Lord, open the nose, wash it again, wash it again. Wash it again. Open our nose, God, that we can smell the smell of victory. We can smell the dust under your feet where you cry, I am here and I am holy. Wash the nose. And we can breathe in with courage, we can take in bigger breaths, cause we can smell you, God, wash the nose take it out of the pit of pain. Take it out. Lift it up to the oxygen. Lift it up to your breath. We're coming under your breath with our noses, Jesus. Courage, courage, courage to our senses, God. Wash the For all bitterness, wash it out. For drinking stagnant water, wash it out. Stale bread, spit it out. We've been discontent because we've been choosing our own meal. And we spit it out, Jesus. Teeth, come out. False wisdom, false confidence, come out. Spit it out We've gotten fat Boasting in our own strength We just spit it out We spit it out We want to taste Your freshness, new flavor To eat from your table And be bold enough to say I want that one We won't accept Crumbs and things we've had before We will come boldly Wash out our taste for you, Jesus. That we would learn to digest, to chew, to chew and to chew again and to chew again, to delight in the chewing of you, to delight in tasting you. That we could chew on just one word that you say for hours and hours and hours and hours. Chew on you, Jesus. tune into one scripture for weeks and weeks and weeks because you just keep unpacking your flavor unpacking your picnic basket of you Jesus yeah. just wash the eyes you know for weeks I- I'm someone who's like I don't want to know about my car because then it's my responsibility <laughs> <laughs> sorry Jesus so My windscreen wiper needed water. Very simple job, still didn't want to do it. But it's very hard to see when the sun shines when your windscreen is so dirty. Wash the eyes, Jesus. So that when you shine, it's not hard for us. It's actually beautiful. It's become something we don't want because it's now too dangerous because we haven't washed. There's friction with what else we've allowed there. Wash the eyes. Wash the eyes. Everything else we haven't taken responsibility for, to clean up. Oh man, you better be praying this prayer prepared to carry it out when you go home. Jesus, wash the eyes. It's, it's actually not lovely things, even if they're lovely. If I have you, those things become ugly. Even if they're good things, like furniture for me. As soon as I encounter Jesus in a furniture shop, furniture becomes boring. Because you're so lovely. We want to see your beauty wash our eyes we're looking for the lovely one and we take responsibility of everything else being less so that we can see you Jesus teach us how to wash our eyes daily in the trees wash our eyes with birds wash our eyes with worship wash our eyes with tears we'd allow tears to be normal they're the washing of our eyes A deep belly laugh is the washing of the eyes. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And we just pray for every skin. You know where it's been. You know what's been too harsh on the skin and what's not been enough for the skin. You know the lack and you know the over and abuse and we pray Be- beautiful Jesus minister to the skin of your people minister to your tabernacle light up your tent Jesus minister to your tabernacle that the body would know your presence that the body would notice the spirit again holding all things together minister to the body of your people That flesh would come into harmony with the Spirit again. That we would recognize it as a communicator once more. Every allergy, every resistance, every numbness in our skin, we would say, but maybe the Lord is revealing something of me. We would consider it holy. We would feel the weight of your presence, the glory, the way that you move like water. You're always moving if we were but just still. feet, So I know I'm balanced. And I rest until I feel him. And I just tell him he's beautiful. When I feel him, I surrender to things. If he wants to move some way, I'll move. I want to learn what it is like to listen to the dove. So I might look really weird. But my goal is to listen and obey. And it's like practice. Because my main goal is not to try and understand first. It's just to sense him and to grow that sense and to give permission for that sense to be the most intelligent thing I can do right now. Is listen to the spirit. Because you want to be able to feel that nudge when you walk down the street. I sure as heck want to feel my hand squeezed when I'm running after my kid the 11th time that day. You need to grow your sensitivity to his movement.
1: Holy Spirit, we want to repent, Lord, for any way that we have judged you. In our history, Lord, we have been judged. You, Holy Spirit, has been unsafe for us. Where well, we've even not maybe acknowledged you in the Godhead with the same significance as the Father and the Son. And yet the three are one, that you are equal to the Father and equal to the Son. So we repent, Lord, for our judgment towards you. For in any way that we have judged you, we repent. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would bring it even to our mind. So we can be specific in our judgment, Lord, so that you can reverse the curse that we've come into agreement with, Lord. And Holy Spirit, because you dwell in people, Lord, you manifest through people. So, Father, we repent for in any way that we've judged you in others. May we've judged people as being super spiritual, Lord overly expressive Lord and Father we know that sometimes people can manifest in the wrong way Lord and manifest unclean spirits God but our only ability to discern the spiritual realm comes from the Holy Spirit you so if we have judged you Lord what right what authority do we have to discern and judge what you're doing when we don't even know your Holy Spirit so we repent Lord For the deception that we've walked in, believing that we know more than the Holy Spirit. We know more than you, Lord. Father, we repent for where we have judged you as being a gift rather than being the gift giver. Where our attention has been on what you have to offer us, Lord. In spiritual things, rather than desiring you alone above all things. And we thank you, Lord, that you forgive us, God. That from this moment you make, you, you wipe that slate clean, Lord. We receive your forgiveness, God. We're sorry for the ways that we've judged you. And though we choose now to receive you in your fullness, in the measure that you have to give us right in this moment. We say, yes, Holy Spirit. And we say, come Holy Spirit. And Father, I disagree with your desire to come. And I say, Come, Holy Spirit. Move across the room. Fill your people now. Fill them with your presence, Lord. Fill them with your presence, Lord. I say, Be filled with all the fullness of God. Lord, we don't want you to fill us with your power or fill us with your gifts. Lord, we want you to fill us with you. You are the gift, Holy Spirit, Spirit of Christ, Spirit of the living God. We receive you, Lord, and we say, have your way. Have your way. Father, we pray that release, Lord, that as you come, God, that our spirit would respond to you in that language, our prayer language of tongues, Lord. Anyone here this morning who hasn't received uh, their own personal prayer language, and maybe you need to repent for judging tongues, for judging that expression of of a person's spirit as they're communing with God. I encourage you to repent for that and to ask the Holy Spirit to give it to you. That's that's humility. Judgment is pride. And then so then the openness to say, oh Lord, I desire everything that you have for me, Lord. But I want to know what it is to commune with you. As your word says, Lord, that when we pray in tongues, that it edifies our spirit, it builds up our spirit. It gives us spiritual muscles, Lord. It increases our ability to interact with you. So we say, yes, Lord. And body, why don't you just minister to the body? Just turn around, pray for someone. If you need, if you're like, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, put up your hands. Let people gather around you. If you need a fresh infilling, just say, yes, please. Yes, please. Thank you, Jesus. We need a fresh outpouring, Lord. We need a fresh outpouring, we need a fresh outpouring, so won't you come? Thank you, Jesus. We need a fresh outpouring, we need a fresh outpouring, we need a fresh outpouring. So will you come and receive your Holy Spirit. I don't see anyone praying. Come on. Go release it. Release it. Release it. If you got it, if you're like, oh, I've got the Spirit, go and release him. Bless those around you. If you need to go and, and grab your kids, you're welcome to do that. But if you want to be filled with the Spirit... Stick your hand up in the air. Awesome. One here, up there. Anyone else? Nothing to be ashamed of. To want more of the Holy Spirit. Woo! You you come down, Rose. And if you need to head off, we bless you as you go. Thank you, Lord.